We are in for a treat for the next hour. Uh, Jill, you said uh, it would be, this is, this is to, uh, to prompt the listeners, the godfather of Mexican, Afro-American, and Frenchian genre. First time heard here on, on WGN. That's we, you. That's me. This is, uh, we've been working on this uh, for a long, long time. We have the Community Arts Exchange, and we have some very, very um, special musicians in the studio that are going to play some music. First of all, I want to set it up and talk about what the Community Arts Exchange does. So we have Ron, Roland. Palicios, and that's you're right. executive director? Executive director, that's okay, right. Okay, and Gilles... Aniorte. Aniorte. Yeah. And you are like a programmer and producer. Yeah, I'm a director, producer for... Kind of an Alan Lomax touch. We'll talk about that. I, know, I love yeah. that. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. I've got some <laughs> Alan Lomax, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, Rolando, let, let's just start at Ground Zero and we'll work up. So talk about what you guys do at the Community Arts Exchange. So we got together a few years ago. It's just been a f- number of years. Around 2011 is when we started the organization. And we wanted to <clears throat> use the arts to bring education to the community and see what we could do to enrich the community of Chicago and kind of promote the music within Chicago and different types of art forms within Chicago. So we were working at first with, like, you know, a dance troupe um, on the south side, Housematic. We did a little bit of work with them. We tried to do, like, different kinds of programs, uh, Blues in the Schools. We produced a record for Chick Rogers, a singer in Chicago here. And... Eventually, we kind of evolved into this program that Gilles had sort of uh, was a brainchild of his, where uh, we take the music of uh, uh, traditional music and sort of turn it into advocacy music, uh, in some sense, uh, for uh, to help victims of uh, domestic violence. Um, so this this whole thing it just started with with a, a song that he wrote. And he took it to Mexico, and him and his partner, uh, uh, Martha, Martha Lopez Ramos, she's uh, director of women's studies at uh, in a university down, down in uh, Zacatecas in Mexico. And they kind of put it together, and they said, well, we can, we can create these songwriting workshops um, to help people, help victims of domestic violence. And the, they actually... They ran a couple of programs down there. We actually ran one program here a couple of summers ago, and I got to witness it, and it was like really amazing because it's kind of a cathartic experience for the people who who participate in this program. And the idea is, you come in with a, <clears throat> someone who has a musical background, someone who has um, is has some education in in sort of the the women's aspect of it. You know, the 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 domestic violence. Uh, as someone who has some expertise in that area, you put them together with some of the victims. And they talk about their experiences, and they actually write a song about their experiences. Um, it could be one song, it could be two songs, but it's it's done over the course of several days. So it's it's several workshops. I mean, it's one long workshop, but it's several days long, and the songs evolve and they and they, and they really come out as these amazing sort of cathartic uh, music. Jill, you were on the show before, and um, but I really wanted to do a deep dive in, in, into this and really bring the music out, which we're going to hear here in a second. But you you go to Mexico and you find these songs. Now, correct me if I have the process. And we have a couple of musicians. Then you bring them back, and they're kind of adapted here in the states. I mean, talk about how that works. Yeah, we. Uh, t- so, so what I do in during the workshops, we w- will happen mainly in Mexico. Uh, I set up a, a 
professional songwriting table, uh, but instead of pro- professional song- songwriter, we have survivors from from uh, violence. We can have music students. We have kids. We have teenagers, and uh, we s- we start the the workshop with one simple question: Where do you think that violence against women comes from? And that start a conversation, and that conversation give us. Uh, ideas, give us verse, give us a, w- a way where we're going to go with that song and we write that together. Then after the workshop is a 10 hours long that we divide in five sessions. And um, at, at some point during the workshop when we have the, the song, we record it. I, I always bring a professional local musician to the workshop to help with that part. In Mexico? In Mexico. Okay. And here too, um, we always try, even if sometimes we, we have musician there, we bring someone and we work all together. And uh, when that song is recorded, uh, I give it to some traditional musicians down there in Mexico and they make a v- their own version of it. Uh, so that song suddenly starts sounding like a popular repertoire. And then I bring that recording here. So the recording there, it's field recording. That's where the Alan Lomax influence field recording comes. And then I bring that recording here and I invite someone from Chicago. So we have... uh, Yeah, talk about who's in the Allstate Skyline studio tonight. We have Isaiah Collier, uh, who was uh, uh, one of the guys that I tracked on top of this thing. So we have Isaiah Collier, jazz musician from uh, Isaiah Collier's and the Chosen Few playing sax with uh, El Ronco y su grupo norteño recorded in the field in Zacatecas. Okay. We're going to take a break, and then I want you to set up the song, and then we're going to hear the song, because it's important for people to know what the song oh, is yes, about. Absolutely. So we'll do that after the commercial, and yes, then uh, we'll hear some music. The rest okay. The All right. Okay. Thanks. Don't go away on Nocturnal Journal. <laughs> Okay, welcome back to Nocturnal Journal with the Community Arts Exchange and our band. We still got to come up with a name for the band. Uh, Gilles, talk real briefly, the, introduce the band, and then tell us what the song is about. So we have uh, Jaime Garza Rodriguez, who's going to play tonight uh, Leona, which is kind of a bass guitar from Veracruz. Jaime uh, is a bass player with the band Dos Santos here, which was signed with the International Anthem. They've been on the show. Chicago, yeah, mm-hmm. wonderful musician, mm-hmm. and he's also the musical director for that project that you are now the godfather, say. <laughs> the godfather of Mexican, African-American, yeah. and Frenchian genre. Yeah. And then we have uh, Karen on um, Cajon, uh, which is the Cajon Peruano. And then we have Laura on Jarana and singing. Laura uh, Cambron. Uh, Karen Del Real. Laura Cameron, she played the Harana, which Harana. is Harana, which is a guitar related to the Baroque guitar, but that's the the way it became in Veracruz, uh, Mexico. Okay. And we have Isaiah on sax. Isaiah. We're so lucky to have Isaiah down here tonight. Real quick, talk about the song they're going to play. So now they're going to play the first song that we wrote for the workshop, La Historia de Lupe Fernandez, which is about a feminicide. A young lady in her teenage, she was pregnant. That's a real story. The brother was jealous and he, he set her on fire and poured some gasoline on her, set her on fire. They were able to save the baby. 
And uh, we made a song out of it. We changed the name. We changed a little bit of the story. And it was written through that same process of, of uh, the, the workshop at the beta stage. Um, and that's the story of Lupe Fernandez. The song is intended to raise awareness on feminicide, a hate crime where a woman is killed for a genre situation. Absolutely. Okay, uh, let's take it away. Here is, uh, I'm just going to call them banned from Community Arts Exchange. Yeah. All right, take it away, people. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal. You want to introduce, uh, who was that on vocals? Oh, so that's uh, Laura Cambron, beautiful singer. Uh, she's originally from California, but she's with us in Chicago now. And uh, has a, she has a residency with uh, Jaime with a band called Ida y Vuelta every first Thursday of every month at uh, Honky Tonk Barbecue. Honky Tonk Barbecue. Laura, can you, I'm looking at you on a monitor. Can you get to the microphone? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can okay, hear you. Okay, very good. Um, so talk about what you were singing. I was curious. Maybe I'd heard that song once before. I don't know. Is that, that's on SoundCloud, right? Is that, did you guys move that to SoundCloud? Yes, it's on SoundCloud and on YouTube, a different version. So talk about the lyrics, what you were singing. and I'm, I'm curious also about the tempo, considering it was such a heavy subject. So, so talk about the tempo of that song. Um, well, it has the influence of a polka. Yeah. So, you know, the, the Germans arrived in Mexico and there was this kind of creation of, of polkas, but it's also kind of identified as norteñas. Um, and then the song also just talked about what um, Hill was talking about is the story of this young woman who, at the hands of her jealous and, you know, evil brother, um, died because he poured gasoline on top of her and they were only able to save the... Um, the baby, but I think also the overall, I think takeaway is that, you know, when when you don't um, hold men accountable for these things, that's why they keep happening. And so this is like a, it's also a very common story um, that happens with, in terms of violence against women. So I think that's what they're trying to say. Like when you don't um, make changes or when you don't call the people, call them out, then that's why these these things, you know, they still ring true. What was your um, what was your impression? What was your feeling when that song was brought to you? First time you heard it. Um, I think you know it's it doesn't. I mean, it was also obviously like a very emotional response because I think um, I've heard stories, you know, from my family of different tra tragedies that have happened um, to the women in my family, and um, you know, never you know, put to gas and on fire, but, you know, it's short of it. And I think, um, you know, it's still happening today. And I think that's what is still resonates with me is that I know that these songs are still very much alive because the experiences are still alive. And, um, you know, it also just makes me feel very lucky to be able to sing these songs because, you know, it has that intention of bringing awareness of these things and, um, and then, you know, making it in a way that people generally gravitate to towards, which is through music. Um, i keep you on the mic. If you can bring Isaiah over to the mic, but I want to ask Orlando and Jill, and, and, and you can hear me in the studio. So when these songs come out and people hear these songs, does this open up discussion? Does this make it a little easier for people to talk and share what have to be, you know, just terrible stories? Yeah, we have a... a 10-hour discussion uh, uh, before we, we get into the end of that song. So there's a long, long conversation about that. And then the way the song is now, what we can hear, that song is ready to go into the popular repertoire. So instead of listening to songs that make the apology of bootleggers or drug dealers or guns or violence, we have a song that says we have to avoid the feminicide, we have to avoid the homicide because the police might catch the killer, but the police won't be able to bring back the person, and then we don't want the person to 
to die and we don't want that violence to to keep keep going on so i think it's a topic that applies to a lot of uh, stratus in our societies yeah Roland. yeah this this type of song the corrido is is really uh popular in <clears throat> kind of street music really uh bars it's it's very folkloric in mexico and and it usually celebrates it's it's originally started by celebrating uh uh heroes of the revolution you know and then eventually it sort of changed into you know drug dealers and you know what they called narcotraficantes you know um or gangsters it was just sort of it was it was sort of their version of 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 gangster music you know what i mean and it celebrated these figures but but really, what Gilles has done is he's completely turned it around and said, "We're going to we're going to celebrate somebody else, somebody who is a victim, and somebody who whose story needs to be told, and b- make that part of the popular culture." And I think that's that's really groundbreaking. And I mean, for all you guys, I mean, when people hear it, I mean, how do they respond? Do they want to talk about it more? Yeah, and sometimes they stay silent and they say, wow, that's really heavy. Right. When when that song is played around Zacatecas, where that story happened, people recognize, even if we change the name, they know who, who we are talking about. And and uh, there is reference to the city in the song. So, yeah, it, it, can, it, it, bring, it doesn't bring the, the feisty mood that the rhythm uh, has. It brings a more contemplative and a more uh, reflective... Reflective? Uh, mood to the person that listened to that song. Okay, we're going to take a break for the news, and we're going to come back, and we're going to come back, I believe, with a, a mariachi song next, uh, after the yes. news here on uh, WGN, Nocturnal Journal, so don't go away. Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal on WGN. Uh, this, this music is just so, so, so fascinating with me, for me. Uh, Rolando Palacios, Executive Director of the Community Arts Exchange. That's right. CAE Chicago. CAE Chicago. And Jill, our friend Jill. How you doing? I'm very good. I'm very happy to be here. I'm very grateful that you have us here for the second time. That's really beautiful. Well, I'm really, really happy these musicians took time out from a Saturday night to come down here. Real quick, introduce the band and then tell us what this song is. So, again, Isaiah Collier on saxophone, Jaime. Garza Rodriguez on Leona, Laura Cambron on Jarana and singing, and Karen del Real on the cajon. The song is called Alejate de Mi, Get Away From Me. It's a mariachi song written in the style of a heartbroken song, like, sounds like when when they, you sing to the lover, get away from me, it's too painful, but the reality is that the song is about the stalker, the stalker, and the song say, don't get close to me don't think you're a seducer because what you are is a predator which is the last line of the song uh, so again it's a, the music uh, is very l- uh, danceable and feisty and uh, the lyrics but Laura will probably uh, tell us more about that because as one guy in the workshop told me one day when we asked him uh, where does violence against women comes from? He said that's very difficult from a privileged point of view to answer that mm. question. So I think Laura is the voice for that song. Okay, we're going to turn it over to our gifted musicians in the Allstate Skyline Studio. <laughs> Thank you. 
Excellent. Like, nice touch there with Isaiah. Isaiah, went, get to the mic a little bit. And before I get to Isaiah, Laura, again, tell the listeners uh, what the lyrics were there. Um, Beautiful was, voice. Just wonderful rendition, Laura. Thank you very much. Uh, the song is really about, I would say, is about sexual harassment. You know, as women, we encounter a lot of kind of these uh, these suggestive kind of, you know, comments when we're out in public or even not in public, even with men that are near us and that we trust. Um, and so it's that dynamic that kind of like what um, Hill said about this this place of privilege where you think that you you can treat another person, another woman like that. And that's how you approach them. That's how you treat them. And um, this song is pretty much saying, you know, get away from me. You think that I am yours. You think that, you know, you have the right to talk to me like that and to treat me like that. Um, and essentially, you're just a predator. You're just, you know, um, yeah, pretty much it. Do you perform any of these songs? Now, uh, do a little plug. You're at uh, Honky Tonk Barbecue in Pilsen on the first Thursday of each month. No, this is the first time. Oh, this will be the first time. Yeah. This is the first time you played that song. Yes. Oh, wow. That's you're really the godfather. Very treat. You're uh, witnessing the birth. <laughs> very, very, very nice. Isaiah, thank you. Isaiah Callier, thank you so much for coming down. Did you have a gig at the Untitled? Are you going back to the Untitled? We had to get a sub for that, actually. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. And um, are you there on the mic? Yeah, yeah, I'm right here. Okay. So um, what I wanted to ask you was about uh, how environment shapes music, because um, and you've got a residency at the Jazz Showcase, July 11th to 14th. I know you're going off to Lithuania in August. So, I mean, I was listening to you play on that song. I mean, what does it do? Uh, expanding your chops, playing all these different types of music. I mean, how did you get involved with this group, and what did it do for you as an artist? Well, we can blame Jill. <laughs> um, he had approached me. He was asking me, because my, my biggest thing is I don't really care for the concept of genres or labels. Right. I see it, it's music. You know, we're all using the same 12 notes. It's just different ways that it's manipulated um, throughout the world. And so with having that um, outlook on it is just about being able to participate no matter where you should go. That's the one language. And through my my short um, experience with traveling, I've learned that's one of the biggest connectors to everybody is just music. Even if you can't speak the same language, you can still play. Where did you... Um I mean, how did that come to you? I mean, I know some of your mentors, I've never talked to you before, but I mean, Willie Pickens, Ernest Arnold, where, mm -hmm. where, did, where, did where did this open, where did the open years come from? Well, I mean, I've always some, YouTube, we're going to blame YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to one thing, something else, um, it creates an algorithm. And so for me, I just always was just fascinated with music, even with um, watching movies and stuff. You notice the movie isn't as intense without the music. So what exactly is going on right there to really just get in within it from various different movies? You know, it could be like action movie, you know, uh, Chinese films. I love that the music behind it was just what made it even more magical, you know. So being able to just figure that stuff out was just, yeah. And then combining it with everything I do already, it gives me more perspective on how I can approach the music. So it doesn't feel like I'm being stuck or it's not progressing. What have you, um, how long have you played with, with, with this group that we're hearing tonight? <laughs> since yesterday. Since yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So a 24-hour, I mean, I, it just sounds, I don't know, it's a, Dan Long's doing such a great job. With it. it just sounds so great. I mean, what what have you learned in, in, the, in the little time you, you, you spent with these guys? Oh, well, listen, 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 phrasing, phrasing, phrasing. Right, yeah. It's really about the phrasing, because, I mean, even though I mostly play stuff from other various genres, if I were to come in with the same approach, this would not work at all. But still being able to listen to the point where it still feels like we're playing that way, but within the style of the style. Uh, Joe, when when you put these musicians together, uh, how did you pick them, um, and what's the destiny of this? I know some songs are on SoundCloud. Isaiah, did you play on, on some of these songs that you can hear on SoundCloud? Yeah, yeah, we did some of them. Yeah, yeah. You guys talk about how people can yeah. hear some more of this. Yeah, on on SoundCloud we have an account, but I guess everything would be easier uh, to go through caachicago dot uh, org. And then from there, there's the links because the names that I use are all in Spanish and it going to get a little tricky uh, to go to Talleres de Escritura de Canciones con Perspectiva de Género or my own name. So C-A-E chicago.org and from there you find all, all the links and how I, I get to these guys I, I'm a producer and a promoter and, and I'm always looking for uh, act and musician and meeting them but this is a labor of love. I mean, how I got to that particular band, it's uh, it's it's almost like uh, an epiphany. Um, meeting them, they they are so into it. They are so participative. They like what Isaiah said: twenty-four hours. Of course, they've been working on the song before. We sent that uh, right. weeks ago, and we've been talking and and prepping. But basically, what they they put in it beside their professionalism is a lot of love and I really we really appreciate that and that's really uh, echoing in the universe hopefully um, Jaime you want to you want to uh, get to the mic a little bit and you know we're, we're kind of goofing around with the, the godfather of Mexican Afro-American uh, Frenchian <laughs> genre but I mean that's what this this music is so indicative of uh, of uh what Chicago is. It's a melting pot. And uh, you're involved in the, the festivals there in Pilsen, right, Amy? Uh Yes, I'm involved with uh, Mole de Mayo Festival coming up in a few weeks. May 24th? May 24th through the 26th is a three-day festival. Uh, we have over 54 bands, DJs, and acts, and uh, live lucha libre, and just a lot of real good food. So, I mean, just like what Isaiah was saying, I mean, it's just all these all these cultures and styles meshing together in song with such a powerful message. It's You guys really, this is really important what you're doing. It's beautiful. Yeah. We're going to take a break, and I want to try to squeeze one more song in. Is that okay? I mean, the, these songs are just fantastic. So don't go away on Nocturnal Journal. Tomorrow, one more in Toronto as the White Sox take on the Jays. Andy with the pregame at 1130, and DJ with the first pitch from Canada at 1207. White Sox Baseball on the flagship home, 720 WGN. And remember, Monday night is Game of Thrones night as the White Sox take on the Cleveland Blue Fire-Breathing Dragons. Indians. Indians, that's right. 
Hart Schaffner and Marks is having a spring cleaning warehouse sale with Hart Schaffner and Marks suits, sports coats, and trousers up to 75% off. Walter Morton suits, sports coats, and trousers, Austin Heller's shoes, and Margaritaville men's and women's sportswear too. Hurry, the sale ends today at 5 p.m. Don't miss out on these incredible savings. It's the Hart Schaffner and Marks spring cleaning warehouse sale. 1529 Lee Street in Des Plaines, on the corner of Lee and Oakton, distinctively dressing men for over 130 years. And free parking too. How would you like to work for a company you own? If you're an experienced residential HVAC service technician, American Weathermakers, an employee-owned, award-winning HVAC company, has an opening for you. And with you as an owner, you're going to have great benefits. Earn seventy to $100,000 a year, 100% company-paid health care, 100% 401k contribution, plus a new service truck. Call William now, 847-866-7000, 847-866-7000. We have to talk about it. Nope, I don't want to. We have to. No. But we need life insurance. I am not listening to you. So you don't love me then. What? Oh, fine. We need life insurance, but all the paperwork, it's such a pain. Not with Ethos. Ethos? Is that some kind of yoga thing? No, Ethos is life insurance for people like us. Like us? People who don't have time for fine print, insurance jargon, and hidden fees. Yeah, I pretty much hate all that stuff. Of course you do. With Ethos, you can apply online, and there is a policy for every budget. Really? Yes. The online application only takes 10 minutes, and you'll be taking the first step in ensuring the kids and I will be safe, even if something unexpected happens. Ethos brings you choices that don't require an in-person meeting with an agent, and in most cases, there's no need for a doctor's appointment. Feel better? Yeah. I do. Ethos. Life insurance made simple. Apply online in just 10 minutes. Get a free instant quote now at ethoslife.com. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com. Ethoslife.com. Attention investors, not earning 18 to 21%? Then you're losing. Big time. National Realty's Class A property fund includes only prime income producing property built far below market value. You're secured. You're recession proof with large apartment buildings. You're diversified with income streams from multiple buildings. You have 100% of free cash flows paid to you first. This portfolio has $600 million in new construction equity value in Brooklyn, Hoboken, the Jersey, Gold Coast, and Delray Beach, Florida. National's 12-year track record of proven success with $800 million of property under management is based on prime income property only. Stop recession risk and stock market churn with diversified 18 to 21% returns for IRAs or cash flow. Once you see these Class A locations, you'll wonder what took you so long to call. Call 201-210-2727. That's 201-210-2727. An offer to buy or sell any security is only made by our private placement memorandum. Read it first and invest wisely. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. National is a real estate development firm. See us at nria.net. Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal on WGN. Uh, before we get to our last song, do uh, you guys want to give out the websites? So people can really follow this and find out more information. I'm sure there's going to be more projects like this down the road. Sure. It's, uh, it's Community Arts Exchange, caechicago.org. We're looking to bring this project to Chicago, maybe partner with a uh, uh, women's group here. Or shelter, perhaps, and uh, see what we can do. Boy, is there a timetable for that? Uh, well, unfortunately, we don't. Have, being a nonprofit, we don't have funding. Or, yeah. and so that's a challenge. But we're hoping we can partner with an organization, maybe write a couple of grants, and see what we see where we can go with it. You have to come back and give us updates on that. Love to. Yeah, and it, everybody who's listening to us right now can contact us, and we'll be happy to to find a way to work. And through together. the website, he just Absolutely. gave up. Absolutely. Okay. 
Jill, you're the greatest. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> and talk real quick about this song. So this song, Ya No Tengo Miedo, I'm Not Afraid Anymore, was written with a focus group of women survivors from sexual abuse within the family. And uh, it's a very, very deep song. It's a very sad song, but it's also a song with, with, in the words of a survivor, different uh, feelings that she was uh, f- having during uh, that moment of her life. Nobody believes her. Uh, she's afraid. She doesn't want to be afraid, but she knows that at some point someone's going to listen. And somehow we we came with the workshop and we were the listener and this is also what tells us that those workshop works very much with focus group if we can work with with people that are already like in a shelter or working on a strategy to get away from violence that's where we are more efficient so yeah, no tengo miedo. Isaiah mentioned YouTube I think last time you were on the show we did post are there videos of this people can see did we do we post some videos last time you were on? Yeah, on the website, on yeah. the UGN website, there is a, a link uh, to the YouTube and uh, to the SoundCloud. I think so the the podcast uh, uh, that was posted after it was February. So you can see that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening. We're going to go to the studio here in a minute. Um, thanks to Dan Long for the fine production in the studio. Thanks to Roll Coleman for the production. And thanks to you guys for coming in. And thanks so much to the musicians. You're going to hear now live from the Allstate Skyline Studio. Thanks, thanks, thanks for listening. Father. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you.